Hello everybody and welcome back to another special edition of Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies and we are back to bring you a couple recommendations of what to watch this weekend on streaming. And to get it started, let's go to Paul. Oh, why, thank you. Hi, Renee. Well, I was actually inspired by your pick last week of, of um, uh, Snow Chaser. Uh, Snowpiercer? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Sorry, it's all that crack I've been smoking. Um, <laughs> did I say that loud? Um, anyway, Snowpiercer, in that uh, one of the people in it was Tilda Swinton, who I absolutely adore Tilda Swinton. And so that, made, let me think of, go back to 1992 to Orlando, uh, which is currently showing on Freevee, which with ads. Now you're like, how the hell do I get to Freevee? That's F-R-E-E-V-E-E. -E -E -E. It's actually like through Amazon Prime. If you go there, then it'll be like Freevee through with ads. Anyway, Orlando, like like as in the city, but it's not the city. It's uh, um, actually ba it's by director Sally Potter, and it's based on a book by Virginia Woolf from 1928. The screenplays by Sally Potter with by story editor by uh, Walter Donahoe. Donahue? Donahoe? <clears throat> anyway, Tilda Swinton plays Orlando, a, a nobleman back in the time of Queen Elizabeth I. And um, Queen, he's, he's at Queen Elizabeth I's deathbed. And Queen Elizabeth I is played by Quentin Crisp, who's a famous author, wrote, I think, The Naked Civil Servant. And uh, he was a humorist and things like this. But he plays Queen Elizabeth I. And she bequeaths to the beautiful young Orlando uh, land and a castle in perpetuity for him and his his descendants, um, but with the the stipulation that he that he should told him to do not fade, do not wither, do not get grow old, and Orlando takes that to heart, and let's just say it goes from there. It is a period fantasy film. Um, and much happens to Orlando and many changes to Orlando throughout time. And uh, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's artsy. It's fascinating. Um, it's definitely fits for, uh, you know, June being Pride Month fits very well in there um, for a number of reasons. Um, excellent film. Highly recommend it. Again, that's Orlando starring Tilda Swinton on Freebie. And I will pass this to Zach. Well, hello. So, my first pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a little story. I'm gonna have a stupid roundabout way of introducing it. Some of you may remember when the original Jurassic Park came out. I think one of the marketing taglines for it was "An Adventure 65 Million Years in the Making." And my uh, my first pick was not 65 million years in the making, but it was actually about 30 years in the making or over 30 years in the making. And I mentioned Jurassic Park because it was directed and kind of created by one of the geniuses behind the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, Mr. Phil Tippett. And so this is a movie that he had been working on, I guess, uh, kind of for three decades. He had made some of it at some point, I think in the late 80s, early 90s. And then he kind of abandoned it, but through the wonders of crowdfunding, he was able to finish it. And thank God he did because, well, th thank God, thank the mad God he, he did because uh, it is one of the most uh, weird, bizarre, hellish, nightmarish visions you will see all year. And that's a, that's a compliment. And the, uh, the name of the movie is Mad God. And I couldn't really, 
I could try to describe it to you, but it would be kind of pointless. There is very little narrative. It is, uh, for those of you who don't know, Phil Tippett, uh, he's, he does a lot of stop motion. Uh, he was kind of one of the, in the 80s, he was probably the biggest name in stop motion. And I think one of the reasons he actually abandoned this film at some point was he thought that stop motion was going to become irrelevant because obviously uh, films like Jurassic Park were coming out that were all CGI. But uh, thank God he kind of went back to it and, uh, you know, kind of finished his vision here because uh, stop motion is definitely not dead. Uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely still an art form in of, in and of itself. And this is uh, this is kind of a testament to his creativity and uh, just kind of his mad genius. Um, so uh, again, I, I can't even really tell you what it's about. It's it's let's just say uh, it's it's definitely not for everyone. It does contain some pretty bizarre imagery. And uh, it is, I guess, it's. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it's basically uh, a vision into a very unique version of hell. But uh, I don't know. I was, I was kind of transfixed by it. It has pretty much no dialogue. It's all visuals. But uh, you know, I sat down to watch it, and I just, you know, I was, I could not, I could not tear myself away. I could not, I could barely blink. But um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Mad God is the name of the film. It is currently playing exclusively on Shudder. And uh, speaking of mad gods, uh, I'll send it over to Renee. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hello. This movie is from 2009, and it is called Moon. It uh, was the directorial debut of Duncan Jones, um, and it stars Sam Rockwell and Sam Rockwell. He's an astronaut, and he's on the moon, and he lives in this base, and they're mining the moon. And so he's on this three-year contract, and he gets in an accident, and then he's like hallucinating, and just all sorts of crazy things are going on. He thinks he's seeing like a younger version of himself. It's it's just it's you know I think probably what you anticipate could happen to you if you were stuck inside of a little you know lunar moon base for three years. So and it's about him kind of getting to the end of that contract and going home reuniting with his family anyway it's a great movie uh it really was one of those movies where I really appreciated Sam Rockwell much more as an actor so anyway this is a great movie and it is available on HBO Max and I'm gonna pass this back to you Paul thanks well I, I definitely want a second moon it's a fantastic film and it, you do know who who uh, Duncan Jones's father is, don't you? I do. Mr. Jones? Well, yes, it is Mr. Jones. In fact, his name was David Jones, but he had to change it because there was another Davy Jones who was singing. It's Renee, would you like to... That would be one Mr. David Bowie. Yes, it would be. And uh, Duncan Jones was Zoe Bowie or Zowie Bowie. So, yeah. I think and, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's neither here nor there related to my film. <laughs> Uh, my theme was Tilda Swinton, um, though uh, often people would like say she and David Bowie actually would be like just the most amazing sort of androgynous couple ever. Uh, did they ever appear? I think they appeared in something together, didn't they? Um, but not the film I'm presenting, um, <laughs> though she did appear. This film, she appears with a whole bunch of other people. She's actually part of an ensemble cast. This is uh, from 2022. The French Dispatch, uh, playing on HBO Max. It's Wes Anderson at his most Wes Anderson-y. So if you love Wes Anderson, you will love this. If you hate Wes Anderson, stay away from it. If you're not sure, watch it anyway. It is an adorable, charming, 
wonderful little film, quirky little film. It's basically, uh, imagine if the New Yorker magazine was was put together by uh, um, U.S. expatriates living in Paris. And uh, it's about the, the final, uh, it's basically a film representation of the, the final edition of the French Dispatch magazine. Um, and the 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 editors played by Bill Murray, and then the reporters and and so I'll just give you a, some of the cast, some of the cast: uh, Jeffrey Wright, Owen Wilson, Benicio del Toro, Henry Winkler, Adrian Brody, Bob Balaban, Tilda Swinton, Lee Schreiber, Francis McDormand, Elizabeth Moth, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe, and many more. Um, and apparently, they are actually the the. The editor is based on a famous editor of the New Yorker, and a lot of the 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 writers are based on famous New Yorker writers. Doesn't matter a whip. You don't know. I didn't know who the hell the, these people were supposed to be. Funny as all get out. Charming, adorable, just a wonderful little film. Um, and I mean, just an absolute laugh out loud hoot. And again, Wes Anderson like cranks his Wes Anderson up to you know, the nth degree. It's fantastic. So it's the French Dispatch on HBO Max. And 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 speaking of ensemble casts, I pass this to Zach. Oh boy. <laughs> well uh, actually yeah, speaking of ensemble casts, so we're gonna we're gonna play a little game for my second pick. And I'm gonna start saying names, okay? Uh, by we I mean uh, Paul Paul and Renee, you're gonna play. Unfortunately our our listeners can't play because this is not live. But uh, and also we can't hear them or inter- interact with them any way, shape, or form. But um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start naming names, and you, you're just going to tell me, you're just going to say stop when I've when you've heard enough and you're already sold on the thing I'm going to recommend. Okay, so here we go. Okay, Stephen Merchant, Christopher Walken. No, should we just okay. say stop? We should yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah you were stop. supposed I to say, stop. say Stephen Merchant. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was anticipating. Yeah, well, you screwed up the game, but that's fine. I'm going to move. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> uh, both, both of you well, did. They, well, because then you were like, wait, no. But yeah. Then you st- yeah. No, I didn't say no. I was saying we didn't Ooh. respond. I want to hear where else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, that 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 did not. Wait, but I don't know Renee, edit that out. Edit that out. But look, I like Stephen Merchant. Oh wait, and I like Christopher Walken. Let's move on. I mean, you had me at Stephen Merchant. So yeah. But so well. No, I, yeah, it's wait, too late. There should be more. Okay, it's too late. Um, How's I supposed to react? <laughs> but uh, no, wait. So, I hate them. Give me more. Yeah, hopefully, if you're listening, you're like, oh yeah, Stephen Merchant, uh, Christopher Walken. I'm sold, and I was sold too. Th- these are the two actors that kind of hooked me on my second pick, which is uh, actually a show called The Outlaws, which is currently playing on Amazon Prime. It is a Prime original. Uh, excuse me, I should say Prime Video. It's a Prime original on Prime Video. And uh, I, I was actually kind of appreciated the show once I got into it, though, because it is an ensemble cast. It is about a group of people who uh, they've been sentenced to community service for various re- reasons. And it's a very it's kind of a very diverse cast just in the sense of like their backgrounds and why they are serving community service. Um, but I the thing I kind of appreciated about it was like Merchant and Walk-In were kind of the hook to get me kind of to watch the first couple episodes. But they are uh, they're not really given that much more screen time than some of the other characters, which I kind of appreciate because a lot of the other actors, they were the only two in the show that I've actually heard of or were familiar with, but there are a lot of other great actors and actresses in the show. And I, I really appreciated the fact that, you know, they, they give some, they give uh, equal screen time to some of these people who are like way less prolific. So uh, it's kind of interesting though. Uh, the backstory of the show is actually, I guess Stephen Merchant's like, uh, parents were 
in charge of community service in Bristol. And so he kind of based the, the, uh, the show kind of loosely on their experiences. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but it's fun. It's a, it's a comedy, but it's also a drama. So uh, it's, you know, there are lots of very kind of uh, likable characters and it's got some laughs, but uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the outlaws. And I will also say that I originally heard about this show. If you, uh, if you're a fan of Stephen Merchant, he did a great interview on fresh air uh, on NPR, where he kind of talked about the show and kind of his his uh, the background of his parents and some other stuff. So if you're a Stephen Merchant fan like I am, uh, check that out as well, because it is a great interview. And anyways, t- uh, speaking of outlaws, uh, let's go to Renee for her second pick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, I love Stephen Merchant. My I'm most familiar with him from actually from the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, he's just so funny. Love him. Anyway, so my second recommendation, and I promise I really am not trying to be lazy. I just know that my my co-hosts here have a lot of opinions on this movie. So I want, I would like their input to also sell you all on why you should watch this movie. And also because I didn't get a chance to watch it recently. So I don't want to leave anything out that's important. This movie is... Uh, from 1982 and it really it's just it's really interesting it's it's very atmospheric and has a lot of action and the story itself is is very good and um it's just interesting so basically what we have here is Blade Runner from 1982 it is a science fiction film it is by Ridley Scott and it is starring uh, Harrison Ford Rutger Hauer. It also has Edward James Olmos, has Sean Young, and a poor sweet Daryl Hannah with just a horrendous wig. I don't know what they did to that poor girl. Hey, Zach, I wanted to recommend Blade Runner. Could you just tell people why they need to watch Blade Runner? Well, at some point, we'll probably do a whole episode about it because there's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to it's, unpack. Yeah, and I don't even want to get to the whole thing of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's insanely influential, visually stunning gets into you know philosophy and it, it's based on a philip k dick book which is is uh do androids dream of electronic sheep if you know anything about philip k dick you know his stuff gets weird as shit and and really trippy and plays with your head i mean it is it's yeah it's a classic yeah. and now the, the big question with it is you know what version do you watch because <laughs> that movie's had so many different versions I think also I think that there's only one version that's really streaming now anymore, which is the final version. I think it's oh, called. good deal. Yeah. yeah, not the one with the shitty voiceover. Oh, God. So. No, oh, the God. shitty voiceover edition. It's terrible. Although that one is that one is entertaining. I mean, yeah, like I said, we should do a whole episode on this just to break it down because there are so many versions, and uh, you know, yeah, it's it's almost worth watching that as kind of a time capsule of. The, the movie they made Ridley Scott release versus the movie he wanted to release. So, but that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry, Renee. No, no. But you know what? Actually, this kind of works because I actually forgot there was a, a another movie that um, has a lot of artificial intelligence in it, which I wanted to throw out. Oh, is it Runaway? Actually, no. It is um, Space Jam 2, <laughs> A New <laughs> Legacy, <laughs> which is available oh, on no, HBO Max. no, no. And, no, I want you. I no. want to tell you not to watch it. Is what yes. I want to tell you. So it's a it's a very poor representation of artificial intelligence. Now, don't Paul really loved it. And no, no, no I didn't. Oh my God, no, no. I think 
the, it's just no. no. I think this is. But the first you know, it's always movie. good to have. It's always good to have the the nun from the nun from <laughs> from uh, 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 Ken Russell's The Devils. Uh, in in the background of a children's film, <laughs> hanging out with the droogs from from uh, the, the, the droogs from Clockwork Orange. Oh God, no. <sighs> the most the most soulless corporate garbage. Oh my God. We watch a lot of stuff, and yeah. I I don't want to say bad stuff. It's things that are you know acquired tastes, if you will. I think this is probably one of the f- maybe maybe the second movie that we had to like stop watching. Yeah, Space Jam Two was. was uh, yeah, I'm trying one to, hour and fifty-five another... minutes. Sorry, <sighs> did we make it that far? No, I think we. I think we made it like a half hour, but it felt like an hour. Yeah, yeah, no, I will never get that time back. Mm-mm. So, can, can I actually? Can I actually? Sorry, just interject. Uh, I know Paul, your favorite subject is Space Jam Two, so I don't want to interrupt. But <laughs> uh, I do actually want to mention. So you're recommending the original film. We mentioned 2049 as well, which I I will heavily recommend. But I did actually want to mention, since you brought it up, there is a show. I didn't even know this existed until the other day. <laughs> oh, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I started watching it. It's not super great, but I will just mention it because if you're a Blade Runner completionist, uh, you might miss it because, like I said, I had no idea it existed. But uh, it's also on HBO Max. It's called Blade Runner Black Lotus. And it's kind of a, a fill-in between the original and 2049. So, neat. Yeah, I forgot that was. I never saw it, but I remember it being a thing. Yeah. It's okay. Anyone have a song? They want oh boy, uh, I can hum if, the hum the theme. If to not, no, if Runner. not, I've got. If not, I've got something lined up. Oh, yeah. Um, so since we were doing the French Dispatch, I thought maybe you know a little a little piece uh, by Maurice Chevalier, and uh, this is from Gigi, but it's not. Oh, those are really horribly problematic. So there's a lot of problematic things in Gigi. <laughs> I don't even go into them. This song is not so problematic. This is this has actually sort of become my anthem in recent years. It's I'm glad I'm not young anymore. As sung by <laughs> Maurice Chevalier. How lovely to sit here in the shade with none of the woes of man and maid. I'm glad I'm not young anymore. The rivals that don't, that don't exist, exist at, at all. all. The feeling you're only two feet for the weekend of June 24th, Paul recommended Orlando, available on the Roku channel and Freebie, and The French Dispatch, available on HBO Max and DirecTV. Zachary recommended Mad God, available on Shudder, and The Outlaws, available on Prime Video. I recommended Moon, available on HBO Max, and Blade Runner, available on Netflix and HBO Max. And that goes on forevermore. 